SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. This is SAFM. And we've been reporting on it here over the last few months, actually. And it's uh, pretty much crunch time for the South African contingent uh, when it comes to the 2023 Rugby World Cup bid. They are back on home soil after a quick trip to London uh, to present the final bid documents. And a uh, decision is imminent. We join now by the president of the South African Rugby Union, Mark Alexander. Mark, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat. Thanks for joining us in studio this evening. Good evening. and Good evening to your listeners. Mark, welcome home. Uh, obviously, we all now sit and, and wait with bated breath. But uh, in your in your mind, how confident are you that uh, the Rugby World Cup is coming to South Africa in 2023? I think uh, we put our best foot forward and I think our bid was received quite well. Judging by the feedback we got from uh, some of the delegates, they, they were quite impressed by our bid. Mark, looking at, at these sort of bids for these sorts of tournaments, uh, I mean, we're up against uh, two, two big nations, France, who have, uh, have proved what they can do at, at this level when it comes to, to Rugby World Cups. They've also hosted other, other big tournaments, uh, Ireland as well. What, what, what in your mind makes our bid stand out? I think uh, the, the one thing that makes our bid stand out, we guarantee before a ticket or sponsorship is sold, uh, $220 million in the bank. 220 million pounds. Is that in, in our bank or is that in that's the in the, that's, that's in their bank. <laughs> okay. What, what does that mean for South Africa in the greater scheme of things? I think, you know, if one looks at the overall uh, uh, economic impact to the country, which is, which is important, uh, we have a, a plus minus 27 to 36 million economic impact to the economy. We will be touching, uh, employing between 38,500 temporary and permanent jobs. Uh, we have a direct impact to the to uh, low-income earners of 5.1 billion. So and and 1.9 mil, uh, billion to uh, in taxes. So I believe it's good for the economy. You know, if one looks at uh, uh, South Africa, uh, uh, tourism contributes between six and nine percent of our GDP. And sports tourism plays a large part of that. So it's, it's important for the country to get this. But Mark, looking back to the 1995 Rugby World Cup, and, and it's vastly different. Uh, I mean, we we more than two decades uh, uh, sort of post that. But uh, from from a numbers perspective, obviously there were, were predictions about what would come into the country. I mean, did we hit those? I, I mean, I, I don't recall ever seeing uh, sort, of, sort of numbers post the 1995 Rugby World Cup. Did we meet expectations? Did we exceed them? Did it cost us money? How, how did, how did I, we I look on we, that one? We, we did make a lot of money out of that, and we exceeded the ex- expectations. It was done... Uh, within, uh, I think it was done in 18 months to, to put on uh, the, the Rugby World Cup in 1985. I think this time around it will be slightly different. Uh, the, the delivery of the World Cups are more professional. I think the, the demands are more than what it was in 1995. Uh, so, uh, yes, I, I believe uh, it will be diff- totally different to 1995. It will be a more professionally run uh, uh, um, delivery of, of the World Cup. Mark, can I ask for some clarity on, on this as well? I, and, and this is coming from someone who, who's not involved at all, but, but uh, the numbers that are being stated, I, I mean, up front, the, the tournament guarantee required by all the nations was a minimum of £120 million, I believe. Uh, obviously, we've exceeded that. I know when, when those final bid documents were, were being presented, France had up theirs to £150 million. 
we've seen it in other sporting codes, uh, the the drama and, and nonsense that's been going on in, in FIFA. When we are guaranteeing more money like that, does that open us up to, to bribery and corruption in who's getting the bid as a, as a, final, as a final nation? I think this time around it'll be done totally different. It's, there, will, there will be no horse trading. They have appointed a consulting company to look at the, the, the value proposition on the table especially around the um, the facilities, around our uh, financial um, uh, 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 our budget and, and, and what it will produce. So this time around, there will be a, one proposal put on the table to the General Council to vote on. There will be a recommendation that will come out on the 31st of October. People will vote on that recommendation. So there will be no horse trading. Before, you know, you used to agree to play five games in Europe and five games there and There'll be no horse trading. This thing will be done purely on the value proposition you put on the table. Looking, looking at the the other two sort of countries that are, are bidding to host it. Where, I mean, you, you say in your mind we are the we, we you confident that we've got this. But what looking at France and Ireland? I mean, what are they offering that that we can't? I think for, uh, 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 Ireland is offering uh, to sell uh, uh, two point uh, three million tickets. We're talking about two point nine. I think we're necking neck with France. It just, uh, you know, and, and, but I, I think from, from, a, from a commercial point of view, we're in the same time zone, so we can sell sponsorship at the same level. Uh, I, I believe uh, uh, people can come to South Africa, spend two weeks here, the same as do for one week in, in, the, in Europe. So we got some uh, d- 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 different uh, uh, value propositions. One must look at also that we, 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 what we are also proposing is that um, 85% of the, um, of the pool games will be paid in the, host, the city where the, the team will be based. So when the team plays out for the 15%, you, you don't have to check out of the hotel. You, 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 um, you go and play in the other city, take an overnight bag, leave your stuff there and come back. Uh, 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 France is not offering that. Hotel rooms are far bigger uh, than, uh, than, than anywhere in Europe. And and I think we uh, and our hotels are geared up for for this this type of rugby uh, uh, size uh, tournament. We do these with the uh, Super Rugby week in and week out. So I believe we got a better value proposition than than our competitors. But it'll it'll be neck and neck now with, with France. I think they can also do. I think they are they talking about two point two point eight million tickets. We're talking about two point nine. So it'll be much of a muchness. And at the end of the day, it's the, it's about um, the other stuff we're putting on the table. We we are, we we also offer to to purchase the uh, commercial rights for of thirty five million pounds. Uh, I I don't believe the other two has offered to purchase the 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 the, the commercial rights. So for for World Rugby, uh, before you even sell a ticket or do any other activity, two point two million uh, two hundred twenty million pounds is already in your bank. Mark, that's a lot of money if you convert it back to rand. Uh, we all we all know the economical. Times <laughs> I can't I can't do that math, so my calculator doesn't have enough zeros. So uh, I'm not even going to have it a guess what what it is in rand. But there's a lots of, there's lots of zeros. But the the point I'm trying to make is we we do have economic issues here in South Africa and uh, socioeconomic issues, housing issues, education issues. Should us as a country be spending that sort of money on guaranteeing a tournament like this when, quite frankly, there are people starving in South Africa? Surely but, surely that money could be going somewhere else. But it was, we, one must also look at the economic spin of, of the tournaments of this nature. You know, if, if, if between 6 and 9% of our GDP comes from tourism, then these type of events make sense. You know, South Africa is part of this, the, the, the 2030 plan, is to bring mega events to South Africa. 
because we want foreign foreign foreign, uh, foreigners to visit the country because they bring in uh, uh, bring in a lot of economic value to the country. Mm. Mark, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan. I, I love the game, uh, and I would love to see the Rugby World Cup come back but i think uh, a lot of people are asking these sorts of questions as far as infrastructure goes we we have uh, a big legacy from the the fifa 2010 world cup we've got some incredible stadia in the country probably the best in in the world that uh we, we can use do we need to build extra infrastructure or are we we pretty much on top of things i think uh, uh, the, the difference with our but the other value the other difference in our body is that we don't have to build any stadia we'll be using the five stadiums built by by the FIFA 2010, as well as the three upgraded stadiums, we might have to spruce it up and, and dress it up into to, to world rugby colours for for the event. But we there's no large build pro- project. We have the hotel rooms available today. You know we've we've offered that to to to, uh, to world rugby if uh, if uh, for any uh, if anything happens with uh, Japan or any other countries uh, previously, we're ready to host the World Cup tomorrow. From an influx of, of tourist perspective, do we know what, what a tournament, like, let, let's say, for instance, I mean, South Africa is not the easiest place to get to. Yes, there are direct flights from Europe, but it's far to come. Uh, a country like New Zealand, who, who hosted it recently, do we know the sort of impact, the number of tourists that came into into New Zealand that we could expect here in South Africa? Should we get uh, uh, get awarded it? I think the difference, we, we can't compare the two because getting to New Zealand is on, on the other side of the world. Mm. And one looks where the... the, 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 the the rugby spectator comes, and they come from the same time zone. We, so we'll get a lot of influx from 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 from, from Europe because it's a, it's an overnight flight. It's cheap flying to South Africa. You 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 can buy more for your for your euro. Uh, so I, I you know either you can go to spend one week at at, at the tournament in in uh, in France or in in Ireland, or you can come spend two weeks in South Africa, and you still got a lot of money to spend. Yeah, the the rand and uh, exchange to the pound is, as you say, uh, it's quite big, and uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck once you are here. It is a long way to come, but yeah. definitely, definitely worth it. As far as, I mean, have have we spoken about the tournament itself? Uh, I mean, w- the the bid process d- does it involve sort of planning for the tournament, or is it we hypothetical act- until until we get it and then we we go full steam ahead? No, no, we actually give them de- possible dates. We actually draw the draw up a, a full p- program for the tournament. So we've done that. We've done that. So uh, we've done the complete draw for the for for that for 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 the World Cup using uh, numbers of teams and, and and stuff like that. And so we we know more or less how the tournament will look. It'll be in it'll start in September. So the six weeks will start at the beginning of September and running to uh, uh, October. But it'll be spring in South Africa. So the weather will be perfect. As far as the the state of South African rugby at the moment, I know in the build-up to the FIFA 2010 World Cup, there was a big drive to, to get Bafana Bafana uh, up to scratch. Obviously, the Springboks are in slightly better shape than, than Bafana were back then and, and are now, although uh, we are uh, struggling a bit, if we have to be brutally honest, from a, a national team perspective. They have shown signs uh, early on in the international season, but uh, the last few weeks in the rugby championship have, have been hard. Are, are you satisfied that we're on track from a national team perspective that should we get the the trophy we are going to be not just hosting it but uh, in with a shot to win it uh, if one looks back in 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 in, the, in the 2016 we were rather in a dark place in south african rugby uh 2015 24 of our players either retired or mo- uh, uh, applying their trade abroad four captains retired so last year it was it was a major building phase the appointment of the captain uh, of the of the coach uh, took uh, took late. We only appointed him in April. 
There was no preparation time. I think the team's on the, in the right direction. We're not going to be world beaters tomorrow. But I think what you, the, 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 you know, five games we won, uh, uh, two draws and, 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 uh, and, uh, and one loss. I think we're on the right track. We must, we must stick with this team. So it's a, it's a bunch of youngsters that we have to work with. I think uh, our particle is 2019, and we, we will continue working with these boys until 2019. We will bring in from time to time expertise, uh, consultants in, and, and, and we, will, we will continue improving on, the, on our performances. In, in saying that, obviously there's been a bit of a, a social media uproar following the Australian test, particularly around Brendan Fenton, some of his comments on Twitter saying to, to mock fans, uh, if you're not happy with it, don't, don't, don't watch. Doesn't doesn't bode well when, when one of your, your management staff are, are telling fans, ideally you want bums in seats and you want people to watch, but uh, as a Springbok fan myself, I would love to win, and I think the team should be going onto the pitch to win every week. It, it doesn't help when, when management are, are telling people not to watch if, uh, if you don't like losing. I, 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 no, no, no play enters the field to lose. They all go out there to win. But we must also be realistic where we are in, our, in, 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 in the cycle of, of uh, developing a new team for the 2019. Uh, we, we, we're not there yet. We will get there and we have to be patient. So um, you know, my, my plea to, 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 to the spectators, you know, come and support these boys. They're on the right track. You know, we, 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 we're number four in the world. It's, uh, it's not easy getting to number four in the world. So uh, we, the last World Cup, we ended at number three. So we, we're still there. You know, the, the, we've got a whole new team. It's a whole group of youngsters that will have to gain experience. You don't buy experience. And, and over time, there'll be, I think in, you, we, will, we are seeing improvement. And we'll see more improvement in the next two years. Mark, uh, off, off the subject of, of the World Cup, just talking SA Rugby in general, uh, looking looking back at the, the Super Rugby season, obviously things are, are, are changing from a format perspective. We've we've dropped two teams, they've moved to, to Pro 14. We've been talking about spectator numbers for, for the World Cup and looking at those numbers, in, in my mind, yes, it's a different market, but I'm sceptical. I mean, you look at you look at Super Rugby numbers, I'm not even going to mention uh, Curry Cup numbers because those are, are dismal. Is is it a concern that we're not getting bums in seats in stadiums? No, it's a huge concern, and and, and we're looking at, at at our fan engagement model of how we're going to get people back into the stadium. You know, we, one must also remember we're competing with so many events on a Saturday. There, in Cape Town on a Saturday, you could be competing with a hundred different events: a, a cheese festival, a, a wine tasting thing. You're competing with uh, uh, iPads and, and 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 phones. You know, people want to be in a stadium and they want to be have a second and third screen while watching the game. So we need to create that environment. So we've got a big drive of, of the developing a new uh, fan engagement strategy and also looking at the, how, how more, more can we make the product attractive to, to our spectators. So, yes, we understand. It's a huge concern worldwide in all sport. It, there's a big conference now on the, on the 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th in, 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 um, in London. And the big and major topic of that conference is fan engagement. It's about fans, getting fans back to the field. Could it not be a problem of too much rugby? And I know that's a difficult question to answer because it's again, it's that uh, the the which comes first, the chicken or the egg, and uh, you've got this this goose that lays the golden egg, and you want it to lay as many as you, as you can because of TV rights and that sort of thing. But surely, I mean, you talk about in competition uh, with other things, but rugby's almost in competition with itself. You look at the Curry Cup and the Pro 14 that's happening, the Rugby Championship. We're on a hiding second to none as a sport. I think we are looking at that quite quite seriously of of. of uh uh, play welfare is rather important to, to, to rugby in any sport. Play welfare is important. And, and, and we, we, we keep on refining our, 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 our uh, competitions. Our domestic competitions is going through a major shake-up as well. So I think you're, you're right. We, are, we do play too much rugby, but uh, we need to manage our players better as well.
Let's talk about youngsters and, and, and coming through, because that's where the future of, of not just SA Rugby, but World Rugby is. Are we doing enough in, in SA Rugby to, to nurture the next generation? I know there's a big drive around this Rugby World Cup bid as well, that one of the legacy programs uh, is, is around the youngsters. Tell us a little bit more about that and what some of the plans SA Rugby have now and in the future to, to grow the game uh, at a grassroots level with, with youngsters coming through. World Rugby has got a program called Getting to Rugby. We're currently the leaders in that program because we've got 185,000 kids in the program already and we pro- promised to, uh, the, the, uh, the World Rugby that uh, if we get the bid, we want to up that number to 1 million in 2027. I mean, that's a, that's a big number. I, I mean, a, I... It's a big number, but we, considering that we started two years ago and we're already at 186 a thousand kids, and uh, but the the key to this whole program to the to growing the game, we need to get government to unlock pu- public schools. Public schools don't place any form of sport; they don't even do physics. So we we need to unlock the public schools. We need to make sure we can get access to uh, to put sport back into the public schools, not only just the private model C schools. And uh, we need to get get the the kids in the in the government schools playing playing uh, any any code of sport. Mark, you're opening up a, a can of worms there. I mean, that's a, a whole subject in itself with regards to teachers that are overworked and underpaid, and now you expect them to coach rugby over and above what they need to do in the classrooms. We just need access to the children. We will, <laughs> we will provide the coaches and stuff, you know, but we just need access. Let's talk about sort of what will make the 2023 Rugby World Cup stand out. Obviously, Japan's going to be very different to what we've seen uh, on on the global scale, just from a, a, an experience perspective. It's the first time the game uh, is, has gone to to uh, to Japan or, or to a, a country like Japan, and and obviously that will be fantastic. What can we do to? To really set ourselves apart to what's come before us, and uh, yes, we we do have uh, a lot of Western culture here, but what what do we need to do to really stand out and and lift that bar to the next level? Should we get the Rugby World Cup? If one looks at what play, uh, the from a player welfare point of view, the player does not want to get to fly week in and week out to a different uh, uh, venue. So the first thing we did was to to get them home base and trying to maximize them staying at their own base and playing in their own base. So 85% of the games already will be in home. That's a big a big for a plus for, 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 for any rugby player. Getting, you know, packing up, you know, so you pack up uh, all, all your equipment and you move to the next venue. This time around, they'll be based at one, at one venue. If there's a away game, they'll, they'll take the overnight bags and go. So that's a big, a big change for a, for a player. And the traveling kills them. Uh, um, the the semifinals and finals will be played in one city. It will all be played up in in Johannesburg, using uh, um, uh, the the the, the uh, soccer city. So the players, you know, we we trying to make it as as player friendly as possible. We're putting in new gyms in 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 the training facilities. We're going new brand new gyms for them. We're putting in new pitches, deso pitches at all the new for at all the stadiums. That's the only change we're making. So, whether if you play in in Rustenburg or you play at um, at at uh, Alice Park, you're playing on the same quality pitch. So we upgrade all the pitches. So you know, from a player point of view, you want to make it as comfortable as possible. All our hotels currently, and especially the Sohosan hotels, are geared up for teams. They are big team rooms. There's enough internet uh, facilities for players. There's a, 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 a leisure places for them to be. So we, 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 we structure this thing to make it player-centric. It's, uh, so the tournament would be very player-centric. And not as, as it was uh, when we went to London. 
the guys were moving every second, every week they were playing in a different city and they had to pack up and leave. From a, from a, a spectator perspective and, and bringing tech into the game, We've seen we've seen the likes of of Test match cricket in England, for example, with uh, the spectators having earpieces in, listening to to match commentary. Are we going to see any of that sort of innovation coming into into rugby, particularly with with the opportunity to host a tournament like this? What what what's SA Rugby got up their sleeve from a, a tech perspective and bringing that? You talk about the the second screen. What are we going to do to to compete on that level? What are we going to compete on that level? Is, uh, we actually have a partner in Dimension Data, who currently does the Tour de France. Now, one knows what the, 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 the technology that went around Tour de France and the information and how the players engage with the Tour de France uh, race. They, this Dimension Data does that currently. We are proposing to do exactly the same. From the time the guy arrives at the airport, he logs onto our app. And that from there, he's, he, we know where he is and we can interact with him all the time. So he gets to the stadium, all the information he needs in the stadium will be coming back to that app. So we, there's a big fan engagement uh, technology uh, process we will put in place. From a safety and security perspective, I mean that's always a, a big concern. Uh, we, we, I mean, under no illusions, we do have a, a crime issue here in South Africa. I mean, in the news uh, last week, uh, Dutch tourists been uh, attacked shortly after arriving in South Africa. That must be a, a big concern. Obviously, things were improved a lot around the FIFA 2010 World Cup. I'm, I'm taking it there's a contingency plan to to make sure that uh, the teams and visitors are, are safe when they when they do come to 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 the Rugby World Cup. Uh, uh if one looks at all the major events we had over the um, over the past few years, when you have a mega, mega, mega event like that, all our security agencies uh, uh, f- uh, come together and they have a, a joint, it's called a joint uh, ops uh, uh, structure. And they control the, 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 the security things. From, from uh, the times they leave the airport to uh, uh, surveillance equipment, all that type of thing. In the last uh, 20 years, not one of our uh, 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 mega events had an incident around a, a tourist or, or an athlete or anybody getting hurt or, or, or mugged at the event. Mark, where to from here? What's the what's the process now? I know we are in the final stretch and, and a decision is imminent, but uh, when can we expect to know who's got it? And, and if it is South Africa, what's, what needs to be done in the immediate future? The next steps will be on the 31st of October, World Rugby will will come out and p- announce the preferred bidder. Then on the 15th of November, the council will vote on that preferred bidder. So you're not going to have to vote on three different countries. You'll be voting on a yes for that preferred bidder or no for that preferred bidder. What happens in the case if they come out with a preferred bidder and then the vote goes against that preferred bidder? The process starts again. Not which the, is we then go and reevaluate it and uh, and we start again. Which, which ideally we don't want. We want to be the preferred bidder and uh, the vote to go our way. So middle of November, we we should know. I, I mean, uh, bar something like that happening, we should know who will be hosting the the World Cup in twenty twenty three. We should be hosted by now by the fifteenth of November. Yes. How soon after an, an announcement like that gets made do, do people start making plans? I mean, it's a long way to go. We've, we've got uh, close on half a decade to, to the tournament. But uh, is it a case of inquiries coming in already in order to, to sort of book for, for tourists and that sort of thing? Or does that only come later? The company will officially start on the 1st of January or the 2nd of January. It's a pretty quick turnaround time. Yeah. You need to be, you need to, we need to start early so we can, we can secure... Um, 
and, and uh, all the other things that we need to do for for the for the World Cup. Before I let you go as well, from a TV rights perspective, does any of that money come to to South Africa, or does that does that go to does that go to to World Rugby? And and you you've mentioned those those guarantees. How do we recoup that money as a, a South African rugby union and also as a country? Um, out of the out of the hospitality and commercial rights and the ticket sales, we recoup our money. Well, Firstly, one point nine billion will be recouped from taxes. Between one point nine billion to two point two billion will be recouped on taxes. So we, what is the country putting up for? Guess, getting two point seven billion. Well, let's keep fingers crossed. I think it is time. It's been a long, long time since Africa hosted uh, uh, Rugby World Cup, and we all remember the last one in '95. All the feel goods uh, around that one. It was an incredible experience, and uh, I think it's time for another one. I think the country uh, definitely needs uh, something positive to shout about. And uh, yeah, we remember the FIFA 2010 World Cup, the 1996 uh, Afcon. We definitely need another one. President of uh, South African Rugby Union, Mark Alexander, thank you so much for joining us in studio this evening. Much appreciated. Thank you. And we're sending as many positive vibes as we can, and let's hope that vote goes our way. Uh, it's uh, in the middle of November. Thanks for your time this evening. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Before you send me a tweet about forgetting about the Cricket World Cup, that's one we'd like to forget, actually. Uh, and that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you very much to our guest this evening, Mark Alexander. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you answered a few of your questions. I know there are lots of questions flying around about it. Should we do it? Should we not? We'll have to wait and see if we get it. Uh, and that's all that matters. I guess middle of November is when that decision will be made. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch with us, you can. Uh, you can pop us a email to sports at safm.co.za. That's an email, rather, at sports at safm.co.za. Or you can reach out via social media. Just look for SAFM Radio across the various platforms. You can also touch base with me personally at Big Brad Brown. That's my handle across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I look forward to touching base and engaging with you there. From myself and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, this evening, thank you so much for listening. We're back again tomorrow. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.